if I could do it all over again and I had the ability, I would put you in a box and just keep you on the side so I could do my thing and then come back and get you out the box later. <laughs> Gee, thanks, Deval. Deadass? Deadass. I'm being honest. Well, if I could do it all over again, I wouldn't have rushed into a relationship with you. I'd have took my time, played the field, and all that. So you'd have gave up the box? Possibly. Deadass? I'd have broke out the box, deadass. Hey, I'm Kadeem. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention, we're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. When we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take pillow talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts now. 2007. Kadeen and I spend the first Christmas and Thanksgiving together as a couple living in our own space in Michigan. This is my second year in the NFL. Our first holiday outside of school. She had just graduated from Hofstra's master's program. And Kadeen pretty much gives me, not an ultimatum, but she let me know she was not into shacking up. (laughs) That I had to make a decision. I pretty much had to shit or get off the pot. Yeah, it was a extended situation that I feel like we were in. And, you know, when you reach a certain age, there's this natural succession of life that you feel like, okay, I've reached this achievement and I've reached this achievement. Almost like school, you know, you go from nursery to kindergarten to first, second, third, you know, junior high, high school. In life, I at least saw it as we've been dating. We're dating seriously. And for me, an engagement seemed like the natural progression if we've been together for seven years but you didn't quite see it that way now I just finished my second year in the NFL I'm coming off knee surgery I didn't play my second year my focus was on getting back to doing what I do to make money you give me this ultimatum pretty much told me you would be going back to New York if I didn't make some decisions so I buy a house in Michigan I propose the summer of 2008. Spring. It was me. Oh, spring. Excuse me. Spring 2008. I get cut mm-hmm. in 2008. The recession hits August 2008. 2008. <laughs> we lose 33% of all of the money in the stock market. We lose over $100,000 in the properties that I bought. We move back to Brooklyn with nothing. And you say to me, I'm ready to plan this wedding. At that point, we had nothing else but I had you. But we plan a wedding. We get married. 375 people. Mm-hmm. We move back into this apartment. And we're just looking at each other. Like, what did we just do? It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine, salt and pepper and heavy D up in the limousine, hanging pictures on my wall. 
Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. Yes. yes. You know very well singing, baby. who we are. Uh-huh. Listen, uh-huh. listen. Y'all are about to get me into singing ahead, on this sing thing, it. all you, right? You got a little note. You can hold it. No, spread love. It's the Brooklyn way. <laughs> That's my joint. Spread love. It's the Brooklyn way. Chill, chill. Everybody baby, who wants baby. me to get that, rec- that record deal popping, all right? You know, we over here singing. Y'all know how I am. I sing. I make a song up for everything. You sure do. That's how I keep K twerking. True. And that maxi dress and whatnot. Yes. You know. Let's get to the nitty gritty. What's the nitty gritty? We have five facts Mm -hmm. about each other that we weren't allowed to let each other see. So do not look (laughs) at my paper. All right. Do not look at my paper. I'm shifting my laptop as we speak. Hmm. Okay. I hope I hope you're not trying to read me because that's a whole nother. I'm not gonna read you. Show. I'm not gonna read you. Okay. But I'm gonna be honest. Right. All right. So we gave we both gave one fact early on. Yeah. You know I played in the NFL. Right. Gave our little backstory and whatnot. Right. We got four um, facts. Left. And I'm trying. I was trying to think of things that people wouldn't guess. I guess based off of like social media because let's right. face it, people know us from social media, YouTube vlogs, and though that shows a lot of our life, um, it's scripted. Like we put out there what y'all want. We we we, we want y'all to see. Right. You know. So now I'm going to give you some behind the scenes. And it's also therapy for us. So we get an opportunity to be real with each other. Right. In front of y'all. So you can see how we flesh out some of our disagreements. You can see how we discuss and debate. Yes. So (laughs) I'll let you go first. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Age before beauty. All right. So fact number two about DeVal. Oh, two is your favorite number. Yes. Number two. DeVal is a legitimate artist. Like he can paint. He actually painted, what was it, a cheetah or a jaguar? Painted a cheetah in eighth grade. And I had no idea. I thought it was something like you bought from a store or something. No. It was that good. So I, all the kids' projects from here on out that had anything <laughs> to do with drawing is not my alley. But it just makes sense about you always having been a creative. You know, yeah. you play football in the NFL. You run businesses. You're great at establishing them. You're great at kind of overseeing that stuff. That's cool. But I noticed that you're never really fulfilled Unless you really submerge yourself into the craft. So, I got to create. Yeah. I feel like I like I have a lot of things going on in my mind. And when I see something I get inspired by, I either want to sketch it, I want to draw it, I want to make a video, mm-hmm. I want to write about it. And like you said, I've never been fulfilled if I wasn't creating. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that killed me about the NFL was the structure, mm-hmm. was that you only had time to do this. You had to go to practice these right. days. And I don't like structure. Like most creative people don't like structure. We like to color outside the lines. Mm-hmm. So creating, drawing, and painting allows me right. to do that. So do you take the same approach with me in the gym like when you're trying to like – you know, show me workouts to sculpt my body. Absolutely. Like, well, you know. You're like, yeah, you need a little more on the hips. So I'm going to give you this exercise. I do. I do. Look at you being an artist and whatnot. Yes. That, well, that technically, that's not your body. That's my body. <laughs> I have the most fun with it. All right. So I want to enjoy Stop. it. So I sculpt it. I am not your possession so or I your property. So it. don't even go there. See, why you got to take it there? Women mm. always got to take it there. Mm. We know you empowered. I wasn't even so talking. I was just letting you know that I love Put you, girl. Put it out there. I can't let you sure. know I love you, girl. I'm just making sure. Let's just be clear. Dang, Yvette. <laughs> Just Dang, be clear. Oh my god! But Go it makes make so some much tacos. Sense. No, um. you're so stupid. But no, it makes sense because even watching you with like a recent business that you have, and mm. you having to be responsible for email chains and you know the chain of command, Val was like going crazy every day having to deal with that structure. So you yo, know, it yo, makes sense. Ass, that that shit. You're me like an quit. artist all the way. That shit makes me want to. quit. You can't quit your own business though. No, so. I can't. That's why I didn't quit. But it's like. <laughs> Once, once you have someone who's telling you you have to be somewhere at a certain time or do it this way, I don't want to do it no more. Yeah, I don't. I want to do it my way. Absolutely. That's just, just the way I am. 
Yeah. That's why we work well because you're all about structure mm-hmm. and alignment mm-hmm. and purpose, and I'm all about creating. So it's kind of like yeah. the contrast. And we feed off of each other because yes. sometimes you need your little structure whenever you're ready. Yeah, I need when structure. When the spirit moves you, I need structure. Yeah, but I need to. I need to bring that. That I need to take a picture and post it one day. Yeah, in my that. stories post of that. the cheetah that Deval painted, like legit painted guys. Yes. Look at no you. paint by numbers. No. Nope. Painted it myself. <laughs> I sketched it first and then I painted That's it. That's crazy. So when Jackson has his uh, projects now, I'm like, don't even look this way. I won't. I do the writing assignments. Let's get into your second fact. Mm-hmm. Don't look. Are you because you looking at me with that face? I read. Okay, let me brace myself. I'm an artist. Uh huh. Kadeen is as well. Mm-hmm. Kadeen excels in the art of procrastination. Shut up, devout. Yo, this is a huge fact that I think people need to know. All right? We talked about it. I'm a creator. I am not organized. Right. I am not organized at all. I have my faults. But Kadeen is very organized. She just don't like to do shit. That is not true. What? I just get it done in... In your time. Yes. Because then this becomes my best work when I do it in my time. You know what? You're you're great at creating excuses as to why stuff don't got to be done when it need to be that's done. That's my art. But when, respect yes, it. Put some respect on my art. That's your art. You're a good but it you're gets artist. Done, it gets done when it's supposed to get you're done. Artist. You're artist. You're like point, Michelangelo of procrastination. And at that point, it becomes perfection. No, but honestly, you're right. You're right. Guys, I am a procrastinator. I am. Yes. And I don't know what it is. I think it's like, in my mind, there's this pursuit of like the perfect time or like the perfect thing. And if I could never reach that perfection, I feel like I got to wait. And then life just so, passes me by. So guys, it really helps to have somebody like him that is so focused and driven on, like, the task at hand needs to be completed right now. And as much as it drives me nuts sometimes, I need it. I need it. You're so. watching You're watching the art, the artist in, in mastery. What? I'm telling you. So let me break this down for you. I'm, I'm an actress, too, so it makes sense. <laughs> so, you know how you go into a, a job interview and it's just like, you know, tell us one fault about yourself that you would, you know, that's one fault. And what or they a say. Weakness. Oh, weakness. What's your one weakness? This is Kadeen's one weakness. I'm a perfectionist. I, I have things have to be perfect. So it takes me a lot. That's what she just did just now. She said that she procrastinates because if it's not done perfectly, she got to wait till tomorrow to do it. <laughs> or sometimes what? I don't feel like doing that shit right then and there. All right. <laughs> like, fine. Fine. That's what you she want, does. That's what you wanted to hear? I'll give you a no, no, no. Perfect oh. example. You're an artist. You're the Michelangelo of artistry, Shut of up, procrastination. Now. The Sistine Chapel is in our living room, that Christmas tree. <laughs> the Christmas tree Dead has ass. four parts, and like a, a one-fourth of the tree is off. I can't. The ornaments are down. I don't even want to talk about the Christmas go to, go tree. To, go to the third. <laughs> go to the third fact, please, because I'm, I'm starting to get upset thinking about the Christmas tree. Well, it's funny that that one segues into one of mine, my third fact for DeVal. DeVal thinks that arguing is a sport. And he always thinks he's right. And he is probably the most exhausting person to debate or argue with. Wow. I'm, I'm taking that. Like the competitive nature in you takes up discussions as something you have to win. And you're not always right. I'm taking and that's back. the thing that drives me nuts is because you're back. not always right, bro. I'm taking back. You said, I think I'm always right. Okay, no, no, you know. I know, <laughs> I know I'm always right. He does. And I and, and the thing is... That shit is so frustrating. And, and arguing with you is not about... Cha- it's, it's just waiting for you to realize that I'm right. That's Dude, that, all that's, it is. That's what's wrong with the approach. I, people don't argue if they don't know that they Which right. Which is so funny and it's so opposite of what people see on social media because they're just like, I need me a devil in my life. I need a man who understands oh that X, Y, Z, and Z, and no. This dude over here... Come on, nah, son. You gassing son. it. Tell me somebody who argue when they know they wrong. 
Nobody argue when they know they wrong. That's not the point. People you argue when they know they right. You need to be open to seeing other people's visions and I other am. people's reasons. You need to be understanding of I, their explanations as to how they arrived at their decision or how they arrived at the the, 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 the path they took. You don't be trying to hear that. You're I just, do. You breeze over that. It got to make sense, though. In your minds. In this beautiful mind sense. of yours. Listen, man, you can't. In this just, beautiful mind of you yours. You have to be able to articulate those thoughts. Yeah. All right. So for everybody that's just like, I want Mia DeVille and Kadeem, what prayer did you say to find you with Y'all don't even know. Well, what we just go know through. what it comes with. Y'all have ladies. no clue okay? what we go through. This in shit this ain't house. easy. This, this shit ain't easy. What you're hearing right now is here. every day. Absolutely. Every day. Facts. B. Actually, go I, just, my... I just realized how to do that in an emoji sidebar. You what? put the fax machine and then the B. This is the person I'll be arguing with. This is the and now you see why Yo, why arguing is exhausting. Shout out to my boy Dolo. I now was you see why arguing is exhausting. WhatsApp and I was like, "Yo, I put the 100 like, yo, 100 cuz you know that's another like phrase for 100 oh, like I man. got you, bro." I, I and know. then he put the fax machine and the B like an actual B. Wow, you mad that corny. That shit had my you mind blown. Corny. I was like, "Yo, Growing that's up awesome. in a private house, you know, certain things, facts, certain things growing up in a private house. Don't um, don't do it. <laughs> um <laughs> Let me go. Let me go to my third fact. Okay. For Kadeem, and a lot of people don't know this. Oh God. Kadeem's discipline comes from the fact that she's a classically trained dancer and pianist. Oh yes. Right. So. Yes, I did. What Back people don't know is that Kadeem is very detail oriented. So, when I say things like she's a perfectionist, or like she, you know, she graduated magna cum laude, she was valedictorian. Uh, of her junior high school and you were salutatorian of high school what was it in high school no not high school, high school. I, there was mad people up in high school and go ahead say what you wanted to say tried you that. went to midwood there was mad They're, smart people there. the validator the valedictorians overall a gpa was like 100.8 like how does that uh, even happen yeah, I, I have no clue hey it is what it is <laughs> they're very smart is. no but um yeah you you are very detail oriented you do everything with purpose um, today is a perfect example. Like you put your makeup on and your wig to do a podcast. Can't nobody see <laughs> what you're wearing, but they can hear uh-huh. how beautiful you are. If I feel good and I look good, I'm going to sound good. And I want to just ah, sound good for I y'all see. out there. Like this is some of y'all's first time hearing me. So I want to make sure that right. y'all can understand how I feel. And and, and also I need y'all to understand how I feel because she's classically trained as a dancer. She t- she turns and she points on like one foot all the time. So her left foot is fucked up. Sh- leave my foot and alone. I got to deal huh? I, I'm just being honest with the people. I got to deal with that left foot I sometimes. I have calluses on my left foot, guys. Man, I'm the bottom <laughs> part of our bed sheet. Y'all my right my right leg, now. my right leg right now. It's like <laughs> Like, it seemed like somebody was you're kicking me idiot. in my sleep. That just be her when true. she cut along. Now you're going to have people zooming into my feet, like, <laughs> on my pictures and stuff. I got to make sure I filter my foot from now on. Filter it. It don't matter who. I love it. I love it. I still lick them toes, baby. <laughs> you know I'm a nasty motherfucker. <laughs> I would nick that, I would no, lick that callus. You stay far away from it. Yeah, that left foot kind of bad. That left foot kind of bad, guys. Fact number four about DeVal. This is this is like becoming a roast. No, it's like, not a roast. Did, is this anywhere in the breakdown that y'all are gonna roast? <laughs> like Deval's gonna roast Kadeen today? No, it's not a roast. We're good. We can't. Anyway, it's not a roast. So this one, I don't know. When I thought of it, 
I really thought of it. I, I tried to try to find facts that people based off of social media and, and, and vlogs and everything mm-hmm. would not guess about DeVal. Mm-hmm. And this kind of made me a little emotional when what? I thought about it. Um, DeVal's relentlessness is a direct result of him feeling like he's never been anyone's favorite. Ooh. Damn, you just going to go right Wounds. into my childhood. You going to go right into Wounds. my childhood on episode one? Wounds. <laughs> my mother already don't like you. Shut up. <laughs> that God. is not true. I have a very good relationship with my mother-in-law. I didn't tell her that, Shout out to Karen. Bobby, I didn't Karen tell her Ellis. that. I didn't tell her but that. But no, like this is something that we've spoken about. But nah, yeah. And I, mean, I feel like, you know, in future episodes we can dive into it a little bit deeper. But It's the truth, though. It's the truth. I, I remember you saying that, that. You've, you've always felt like you were never good enough or you are never a favorite. Never the favorite child. Never the favorite on the football team. Never the, you know. You know what's funny, though? And I'll be 100% honest. Having kids now, mm-hmm. I understand why I felt that way growing up. Yes. We're both the oldest. Yeah. So when you're the oldest child, there's no blueprint for how to do things. No. So I was the first. And then my brother came three years later. And then my sister, 10 years later. Mm-hmm. So seven, excuse me, seven years later from my brother. So 10 years from me. But I feel like. With my parents, they were trying to figure it out with me. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, when you're the oldest, there's a greater pressure Mm -hmm. to do well because the younger ones are watching. And I find myself doing that to Jackson. Mm -hmm. And it's tough because I want to parent him as best as I can. And sometimes I feel like, damn, I'm turning into my parents. Yeah. But I understand it now. But throughout life, before I had kids, I didn't get it. Right. Like, you know, they couldn't they couldn't show any favor towards me because I was the oldest. I did right. things first. Right. And then my brother comes along and we're the same sex. So it's like you don't want him to have to live up to his brother. So you kind of find his his attributes that you can highlight. Mm-hmm. And then to me, I took it as you were just, you know, forgetting about my attributes. Mm-hmm. And but I think also, too, um, in your parents defense, they, they knew you were going to be good. Like as a parent, you know, when your child has something when they have like an X factor, like something just this. So there's a light in them that just can't be dimmed. And you just know that this child is going to do X, Y, Z. And my mom might... used to try to dim my ass a lot, though. <laughs> she used to try to because dim my ass. Because you were fresh and you used to talk back. <laughs> Damn, you just turned into Jackson's mom in here. You, hit me with you know, the p- fresh. You were. I wasn't fresh. You used to talk back. I was you very, were very opinionated. opinionated. Yes, yes. I've heard that before, too. Yes. My yes. mother told you that? Yeah. No, I mean, I know. I deal with you now. She handed you off to me like... Proudly. She was like, here, here? you go. She's like, here, here. <laughs> He's yours now. Here. <laughs> yeah. Me, good me, luck. She's like, good luck. Me and Ma, we share many a like side eyes together. I know. When I, you're as in the as room. y'all should. As we y'all have should. our y'all codes are, and whatnot. Know, y'all the number one ladies in my you life. K and K. Until my daughter Karen comes. Karen and Kadeem. What? But, um. Nah, um. <laughs> Deval ain't taking commands this morning, guys. In. Excuse him. Your coffee ain't kicking yet? Don't try to slide it in. I always slide try to it right slide back it in. Nope. You ain't sliding nothing now. Shut up. I slide it in again. Not even. And again. Not and falling again. for it. Not Until falling for pow! <laughs> My daughter's here. Not falling for it. <laughs> you know about the last time. That was one pump too many. So we ain't going through that again. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Fool yeah, me Yeah, go ahead. Say the, say the same. You don't even know the same. Sounding like Bush. Sounding like Bush. Sounding terrible. Fool, Just stop it. Fool me, can't get fooled again. <laughs> stop it. But no, you know what's funny though? You know what I heard a lot growing up? What? My dad. You know, you know what, bro? Your attitude stinks. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like I had to like go more and more. But I mean, you you, you suffered with funky. a similar thing though. Your attitude was funky when you're ready. It is. She talking about some, I thought this wasn't a roast. No, she it's a, it's a mini a therapy session, but I just want you to, you're my favorite, babe, just so you know that. I know I know you may not feel like that every day, but you really are I'm my favorite. I'm definitely not your favorite. Definitely not your favorite. 
you act like I have other husbands that y'all could pick a favorite anyway. Well, I mean, we we live in a house with your three other husbands, and I know <laughs> I don't come before Cairo, Jackson, and Cass. I know that the way they act too, they're very possessive. I know that right very now, possessive. which is why you feel like you want a daughter so you can have a you know yes a, I need a teammate. My own, I need my own teammate. Mm-hmm. But um, Maybe this takes me to my lives. my fourth fact mm-hmm. about Kadeem. And it's funny how we've lived together so long. I see. I feel like our facts are almost going in unison. Really, but Kadeem never thinks she's good enough. And I think that comes be- from my third fact, because you were a pageant girl and because you did classically trained dance and classically, you're a classically trained pianist, that you're always trying to be perfect at everything, that no matter how great you are at something, you just feel like it's not good enough, you get down on yourself. I do. I think that that's part of the reason why you procrastinate. Plus, mm-hmm. your mom is hard on you. Yes. Bro, like, mm-hmm. your mom is very, very hard on you. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's another oldest thing. She, my mom is the oldest of six. Right. Born and raised in Jamaica. Right. You know, was trying to find her way to America for a better life and, you know, be able to send money back home to right. her family. And, yeah, my mom was always very, very adamant about me being able to stand on my own two feet and be able to provide for myself and take care of myself and be independent. And, I mean, hey, it's the pressure that was put on me that's made me the woman I am today, so I have no regrets and I love my mother for that um and my dad of course has been around too but dad is not as like you know vocal as mom dad is kind of like yeah you know live and be free mom more so you know she she had her foot in my neck like from early early so and like you said i think it's the oldest thing but i also think it's being a woman Mm -hmm. and her wanting you to be a strong woman absolutely you know absolutely i mean you think about where women have been where we're going right now especially like being a woman right now and a black woman at that Speaking of which, this is a question that people always ask that I don't think they know about you is that Mm. Kadeen suffers from anxiety, especially when she has to perform. Mm -hmm. That's in part because she thinks she's never good enough. But it's it's funny because you can you can function while having anxiety. Mm -hmm. For example, on the way over here, Kadeen was damn near having a panic attack. I was. We talked about it and we we got it out, Mm -hmm. you know, and she was able to speak on it. And and the thing is, we've learned that we speak through things. Mm hmm. If she's going through something and I, or I'm going through something, mm-hmm. we got to talk to each other. Yeah, Just there's, say no, there's what, no tabling say what's going discussions on. with us. There's no putting things off. Like, we got to deal with it we like gotta now, talk now, it. in the present. And she told uh, me how she felt. That's helped us, yeah. And the thing is, You're so many women. Board. So many women ask me, like, what did Kadeen do to get you? Or how? Did, what does Kadeen do in, in y'all relationship to, you know, make it work that she's so strong and I think what you do the most is that you're vulnerable through your strength mm-hmm. like you're able to you know you're about to cry and we're on a train and you're just like baby I'm having anxiety like I think that's the strength in mm-hmm. being vulnerable and you know and being able to tell me like I don't think I'm going to be good mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying ha- yeah. being open with that I think that's a strength that you have mm-hmm. you know as a woman which is not hard not easy because women always have to be so strong mm-hmm. because if you show any weakness then it's like she's emotional right. she's hormonal there she goes being aggressive right. again yeah right. so she's it's like so you, passionate yeah right. fuck I am passionate <laughs> so it's I, like good. I, the weakness I, I mean showing that vulnerability I think is strong oh thanks yeah. And a last fun one, Deval's fifth fact, which I think is just fu- is just a funny random thing. Uh, Deval, when I when I make his plate of food, because I do make his plate of food. Oh, here you, you know, go. I already dinner, know where you're going. Uh, Deval has to eat all his food separately. So Deval's plate is literally like veggies are off to the side, starch is off to the side, proteins off to the side, and bro, they can't touch. Bro, he's neurotic and crazy like that. I'm. I'm. It's not what. 
neurotic uh, and crazy like that. All of like these that. foods have their own taste. Why I got to put them all in? Why don't you just put it in a big pot, stir it all up? No. I want to taste my vegetables and my meat, paws, and then my, my starch. <laughs> I don't want it all together like that. Sometimes the bite, like meaning like what's on the fork, needs the meat with the vegetable and the starch. You know what I mean? Like the perfect marriage like? of that taste is everything. Is and I just like? feel like you're missing out on that in life, bro. Is that because what you, you like? Because you want to eat all your stuff separately. That goes back to you being so detail-oriented and picky. Is that you what you gotta, like? You got to give so much pressure to the damn collard greens to make sure they're good on the their own. The collard greens better be good. If somebody puts some nasty-ass collard greens <laughs> in my plate, I want to be able to say, yo, these na- these collard greens nasty. <laughs> I don't want to put my collard greens on my chicken and my rice. And then you're going to mask the taste yeah, of the Yeah, you mask the taste collard- of collard greens. No. <laughs> So dumb. But this is my thing, y'all, and we Whatever. can talk about it, right? Yeah. This is what wives do. <laughs> this is what wives do, right? If I don't do something the way she likes it done, then I'm crazy and neurotic. I accept the fact that she likes to mix her food up into a jumbo I and do. eat it at one time. I accept rice it. And peas, I embrace it. Oxtail gravy on the rice, extra gravy. You with, see what I'm saying? With the steamed cabbage mixed in. Like You're that, not enjoying. That bite right there. You're not enjoying what the chef put together. But you know what she'll do? She'll shame me for being a food <laughs> separator. She'll shame me. First of all, you ever go out to eat and watch somebody watch you eat your food? You know how annoying that is? I'm sitting at my table and it's just quiet. And I'm getting ready to eat and I look up. <laughs> I am a watcher. And she's looking at me with her eyes now wide. Just don't looking go, at me. Don't ever go to lunch or dinner with me, guys. I'm going to watch you eat. She and a, and she, she'll be like, why you chew like that? And if you chew with your why mouth you, why open, you chew it's, like a, that? it's an ultimate rap. Like, I'm going to another table. Stop watching people eat. Don't like, slurp your soup. You have a problem. I can't be in the same room with people eating cereal. <laughs> Like, you, have, you have a problem. You have a problem. Pet peeve number 4,256 you have a problem. of mine. Just so y'all know. Pet peeve. Speaking of pet peeves. Um, <laughs> this is Kadeen's final fact from me. It's a fun one. Is it? Yes. Okay. Kadeen is a freak. Oh. I mean, I but she doesn't that. like ha- to have sex often. <laughs> she does not like to have sex often. Because I feel like I have to like... Conserve, conserve all of my energy, my freak, for that one good time, Bruh. and then I could wait like a couple days. Bruh. But the way you set up, bruh, you won't let me live. So that shit don't work for me, bro. <laughs> because listen, if you a freak, right? All that does is make me want to freak off more. <laughs> so now you don't freak me off on Monday. Now it's Tuesday. I wake up thinking about the freak off we have Monday. I want to freak off Tuesday. That's just supposed to last you though, like a good couple, that's like two, not three how days. Men, no? oh, that's not how men work Damn. though. That's not how men work. Oh, like my God. when once you freak me off, my I'm like I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. And then so you I know, might have to scale it back a little bit. How you gonna scale I it to back? Something back? How you gonna scale it back less than what it's already scaled back? Like I like I need more. I if need anybody more. got the recipe for me being able to freak off two days in a row, let me know because I'm Yo, struggling. This has become a big like thing in our I'm house. Struggling. This has been a big like. I, like you made something funny. I sent her a text last night. He did right? because we had sex yesterday. And I knew when I came home. No, we had sex two days ago. And right. I knew when I came home last night, we wasn't gonna have sex. Yeah, nobody got time so for that. I was, I was sitting yeah, there in the tired. house, and, and I'm I had just the like, kids all day, and I was preparing for this and cleaning. You didn't have the kids all day. Work. I had the kid the first part of the day, oh, true, and then true, true. your mother came by the second part of the day. See, this is how women be lying. Nah, they always I was there throw with this them, out. Though. They always throw this out as if they the only <laughs> ones that have the kids when they not the only. I had the kids in the but morning. But the kids only want me. You know how the babies are. They're just but like, you weren't at the house. You weren't at the house. That was only for a couple hours. That I'll stop because you didn't get home till. At the 10, so don't even play yourself. The kids would sleep at 9, so you had a whole hour to yourself. 
Get your freak level up, right? <laughs> I'll work on that next time. So let me tell you what happened. So last night we go we go to bed, and this is what she does when she don't want to have sex, right? When she don't want to have sex, right? When she passed me or something, she makes sure she don't touch my dick at all. <laughs> like she'll slide by, like and be like, I can't touch it. If I touch it, oh, then he gonna want to put it on liar. me. So then she goes to bed, right? And she turns over and go to sleep. I'm like, you know what? I ain't even gonna argue with her tonight. I'm gonna just send her a text. Meanwhile, I was I just sent her, on my third dream by then. I didn't even know this was I all sent going her like on. a long text, like a woman text, where the text is a so long. A woman text? Yes. Don't do that. It's the yo. You, don't do that. You know. You know. I don't know what you're Women about. text longer than men, and y'all get mad about it all the time. You'll text me a long text, and I reply with okay, and you'll be like, that's oh, when you're trying to that's brush what we're me doing. Off. So, so I should have replied with okay and kept that same male. You didn't energy. even reply. You lied Whatever. this morning, like you didn't see the text. No, I honestly didn't. I wasn't paying attention to that. I was the having lies. anxiety. So the lies. I wasn't even paying attention to that. The lies. So we didn't have sex last night. Nope. We didn't. So I texted her a long text explaining how upset I was that right. we haven't had sex two days in a row. Better luck tonight. And better luck. We'll listen, see how it goes. Listen, man. We'll see how the rest of this discussion goes. This, Don't say nothing else to piss me off. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? This mm-hmm. is what we go through in our house. These are the facts. <laughs> this is the truth. This is what happens. This is stuff y'all don't see. Right. We argue like this but all the time. But it's very real. Very, very real. That's what it is. Matter of fact, I might withhold it from you. Because you know what? I'm not in the mood no more. Do I that. suddenly got a headache. All right. Go for it. My head hurts. I'm going to go over here and recharge. And I'm, my head hurts. Like and my I AirPods. Got I'm going to recharge. I got cramps. Don't even go there either with that because you don't know what that feels got like. cramps. You don't know what it's like to have these kids. Oh, my stomach. My back. Goodbye. Oh. All right, now it's time for my favorite part of the show, the listener letters. This is the time when you guys can write in, you can ask for advice, and I like this portion because I can give my perspective, but I will not proclaim to be an expert. So if Neither one of us if will. it don't go right, don't blame us. Don't come looking for me in the parking lot. <laughs> don't get mad. You know, I'm just going to give you my perspective. Like I said, I am not a relationship expert. This is my favorite part too, though. Cause not, not for another year. Cause I like to hear other. I want the questions sometimes give you insight into what the other people are going through. True. So I get to learn sometimes just by True. listening to what the question is. So this is my favorite part. That's nice. But I always put the disclaimer out that we are not relationship advice experts. Yes. Because I am still every day trying to figure out this man next to me, Deval. They know that. All right. And you're struggling. You're struggling. You know, I'm difficult. Well, I got to figure out. I'm a difficult person. I got to figure out which of your 15 personalities I'm dealing with at the time. So, depending on that. I got 15 personalities? About roughly, more or less. No, you got 15 personalities. Each one. Each one comes with a different wig. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Don't throw shade at my wig, Deval. And then there are subsets to your personalities when you have the hat on with the wig. So there are layers to your personality. So you have about 38 <laughs> different personalities. Let me tell you, I just call it being very resourceful because when I have a wig on, guys, just so y'all know, if the lace front portion is not acting right oh, at that man. particular time, I went on Amazon and I ordered 15 berets. Different color berets. Different color berets. I oh, have red, gosh. orange. It's like the whole rainbow. So depending on what I'm wearing, like if I'm wearing a blue <laughs> set of pants, I'll wear the orange beret, just, you know, complimentary colors. So for That's everybody, the artist in me. Everybody who thinks that it's one piece, like, like it's, it's a not. hat wig combination. It's not. It's not. She buys a wig and a hat to go with the wig. But I'm able to simultaneously take off the wig and the hat in one clean swoop. 
Yeah, it's that that right there. And is I'm an able art. to then think. That's a skill. And I can think and breathe again after I get the wig off my mm-hmm. head. Right you before know? we eat crab legs, that's when the wig and the hat comes off. Absolutely, I have to be comfortable when I eat. Sidebar. All right, well, can All you right, get so back, back to the questions? Back to you the questions. You Sorry, hungry. you get hungry. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting hungry just thinking about this. All right, so our first question is: When your significant other looks at you, what do you think they see or think about you? Man, that's Make that's a uh, that's a very loaded question, and there's a lot of different nuances to that question because a lot of that depends on how you feel in the morning as the person. Like when I wake up in the morning, it depends on where my confidence is. Okay, you know? and then it also depends on the first face you make when you look at me. Oh God! When, you wake when up I first in the wake morning. up in the morning. So yeah, Yikes. so <laughs> so that's what I be like sometimes. Yeah, where up. the damn wig at? <laughs> um, <laughs> but for the most part, when I look at you, I know that. You look at me, you see a protector, you see a provider, you see someone that's going to make sure that you're okay and and taken care of. And I appreciate that. Yes. That's for the most part. But then there are days where I I know you look at me and you give me that little squint side eye because you're really not sure what you're doing here anymore. (laughs) Because we have our days as a married couple where we're just like, bruh. Really? This 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 really is is not working. And the funny thing is that I think everyone goes through that. Right. But I can tell what what you're thinking sometimes in your face or your responses. And you know, I I've learned to to accept the fact that as I change and as you change, there're going to be a lot of days like that. But as long as the overarching idea is that you know that I'm a provider and I'm a protector and that I love you more than anything else. I think that we're good. So all of the little funny, you know, the funny looks where he's kind of like, I don't even know who he is anymore. Right. They're going to come and go, but you're always going to know I'm going to provide, protect, and I love you. That is very spot on. Yes. You're trying to get some tonight, right? Absolutely. That's another thing you know. That's why you're trying to be nice. You know I'm going to put that thing on you. (laughs) Yeah. You know, when when you look at me, I know you're going, yeah. Something like that. But I have said that before. I feel like... You you make me feel as if your sole purpose in life is to ensure that me and the boys are good. That's like my all the time. Is, like sound mind, we're good financially, you know, we feel like we're taken care of. So high five for that. You are Bung. successful in that. Bung. That's 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 my whole purpose right now. All right, now. Now, now ask me the question. Ask, <laughs> ask me the question. <laughs> so uh-huh. what do you think I see when I look at you? You know, the first thing that came to mind when I saw this question, it kind of made me a little sad. I'm not going to lie. Um, I feel like sometimes, at least now, you look at me and you wonder, where is that girl that I met and knew when we first met? You know, and and it has a lot to do. It has a lot to do with. I feel like just over the years, with you know, kids and with time and with responsibilities, a little bit of that girl has gotten lost. Um, And it was just kind of like the carefree Kadeen who was just happy with what we had at that time. And I'm not. I'm not. But I feel like sometimes you miss that. No, there's no. Sometimes I I do miss that. Like if if you think about it, that's how we we met. Like we met each other at that moment. Right. That's what makes you fall in love. That person. That you you initially meet, but so. then it it also creates in, in me a little bit of a, a inadequacy that I feel sometimes. You know, I kind of feel like, you know, maybe a little part of you is yearning for that person again, that girl who was like, you know, the go getter, always going, and you kind of have to use that to then say, hey, like, remotivate me all the time, if that makes sense. No, it, it does make sense. But I have a follow up question. You don't miss that about me. 
No, because I feel like your your ambition and your your work ethic and your drive has always been consistent. I see what you're it saying. It has been consistent. And I think that's because, too, you've had to, like, you've never had the easy way into anything that you've done. For example, mm-hmm. going to Hofstra. They weren't like, oh, this guy's a great athlete. We're going to give him a full scholarship. You had to walk on to Hofstra, yeah. prove yourself. The same thing happened with the NFL. You weren't, you know, a draft pick. You had to go and prove yourself. Right. So I think you always having to do that and having that insane work ethic is something that I admire and I'm jealous of. Like, so I wish I felt like that all I, the time. I get that. So pretty much what you're saying is, is that you've lost a little bit of your spark for in yourself from being that go-getter, that 19-year-old that I met. Right. Why do you feel like you lost that? I think it's just it's just everything compounded on top of each other. It's the years, it's the work, it's the bills, it's the kids. It's just like sometimes I struggle with who Kadeen is again, you know? And I feel like sometimes you look at me and you're just like, where where is she at? Like that girl that I wanted to put in the box. Right, <laughs> right, right. You, oh, I wanted to save for a rainy day. <laughs> well, I, you, know? you know what's funny though? I I I will admit that watching you as a woman grow has been great because I've seen you just conquer so many different things. I don't think you give yourself enough credit for the things you've done. And I think that's in part why you find it hard to celebrate who you've become. And I think that's in part why we kind of have this back and forth of where you're not excited and happy sometimes about who you are. But baby, I love who you are. You're growing. I do miss that little girl sometimes, Mm -hmm. but I can't say that I'm not in love with the person you are now. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. also in love with the person you are now. So. I, and he's in love with this extra about uh, 20, 30 pounds that I've put on since I met yeah, him I'm, I'm in love back with in that. 2002. I'm, I'm in love with that. You know, he so, yes, sees, he sees the mother of his sons. Like, I gave you three whole boys. You did, like, you did all that. Okay. You did all that. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's why you ain't got worried. And that little extra baby weight has fallen into the right place. Exactly. So you know, when my significant you other give yourself me. So you got to give yourself credit. All right. I'm going right. to give myself a round of applause. Give yourself, I'll double up. Thank you. Thank you. It's all right. (laughs) All right. Let's go to the next question. One more question. Being married, do you feel obligated to have sex every time y'all get in bed? Yep, but it don't happen. Look, here It don't happen. Let me tell you, okay? I feel the obligation, but it just don't happen. Mm-hmm. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. who? And that's another thing. Kadeen's drive at 18 and 19 is not the same. Listen. Here we are a decade and change later. Okay? It's just not. And it's like you throw into, throw into it all the factors of just like, not even just the drive, but it's like all the shit that we got going on. Like, I sometimes. That shit don't want, stop me from one I want to go to sleep. That shit do not stop me. Do you remember that one time you were like deathly ill? Deval had a fever that was like 103.8. Yes. And he was so sick. And all Mm -hmm. I could think to myself that night was like, I'm going to give me a free night. Mm -hmm. He's not going to be looking at me like, okay, so we're going to get it in. Mm -hmm. And I was so excited. Yes. Until Deval and his hot ass body. Because I remember your body was so hot. hot. It was hot. Deval rolled over. Everything else in his body was dead except for you know what. I was like, there is absolutely no way that you want to do this right now. Imagine what that would have felt like, though. It's heated. (laughs) It's heated. It feels good. It's added sensation. I was like, oh, There's a reason why. There's a reason why the Lord makes that still work. Literally, I was floored by that. I said, there is no way this man on his almost deathbed wants to have sex right now. 
Because how is that possible? I literally think it has a mind of its own. Like it's not it having a mind. See what you don't understand the, the power you have. You uh-huh. could have cured me. I could have. You could have cured me by giving me some. Nope. That's gave, why it still worked. Gave his ass a Theraflu, a Nyquil, drove him pissed. up, and I was like, "Go to bed." I now. was pissed. Go to bed. Let me sleep in peace. I was pissed. But you know, it's 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 funny because as like like what she said, even though we're joking a lot. We do have these these talks and these issues, you know. Mm-hmm. Our sex drives don't always match, and for the they most part, right match. now, <laughs> yes, they don't. They don't ever match. Let's just say what it is. And this has become, uh, you know, a topic of contention in our home mm-hmm. because me as a man want to know, like, well, what do you expect me to do? You want me to be monogamous. You want me to come home and love on you and be romantic and do all these things, but. How am I supposed to do all these things if I'm not getting what I need as well? I know, but you need you know? it like every day of the week. Can we like come to a happy medium? Son, stop stop <laughs> lying and making it seem like, like okay, here's the truth, right? If I don't get it, we've already we started to, to bargain, okay? She can't do it every day. The female body cannot take that type of interaction every day. Things happen, all right? So we go every other day. Right, but if two and three days go in between that every other day, I'm gonna be in a bad mood. Like, don't don't ask me for no hug. I know exactly don't, what it is. You know, and don't and then yeah. don't act like you don't know what it is because you be knowing what it is. I what's wrong? With, what's wrong, just, babe? Just, you know, what's wrong, babe? Sometimes you just get tired of having the same discussions over and over again, and I'm just like, I know what it is, so I know I'm gonna have to turn up tonight. But we need to find uh, we need to find okay. some middle ground because it, I, I'm speaking for all the men here. Men, turn up your radios. It is unfair for you as a wife to ask me to have sex when you want to have sex, only when you want to have sex, how you want to have sex, and only have sex with you, and be happy about it. That's like, that's unfair. Well, where's the compromise? That's my point. Where is the compromise? If I got to do all that and I got to be happy, so I got, y'all, I'm trying to smile right now. Like, I got the smile she wants me to walk Can in the house Can y'all hear with. him smiling? Through so, the, through y- the- y- y'all hear the smile? So, she wants me to walk in the house horny. We ain't have sex in three, four days. And when we have sex, we got to have sex how she want to have it. And I'm supposed to be like, hey, hey, you can't expect me to do that. Absolutely. I'm going to be grumpy. I'm going to be grumpy. You're to understand my plight and know that I was dealing with the kids all day and I was working all day and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't ever deal with the kids. I don't ever work, right? I just be walking around <laughs> the world free all day. <laughs> Sometimes women be full of shit. I'm no. telling you. You know what? We're gonna cap this discussion for a whole nother. We need Look, to have now a whole capping. topic about. See now sex. we capping. Now we I'm capping. This is exactly what she do at I'm home. I'm just saying. She capped the, if we, if she capped y'all the booty. Want us to she be capping the booty. Because <laughs> you trying to tap the booty. You always yes. tapping the booty. It be looking good. But let's cap this for a whole nother. Whole nother episode. Let me gather my thoughts because you're not about to attack me. I'm not attacking. Oh, okay. I'm attacking the truth. Just make it sure. All right. That's Deval's truth, though. Yes. That's your hashtag. That's the we ain't hashtagging I'm, over that's here. That's the only truth I'm concerned about. Baby. No, because you All always right. think you're right. Like I said before, guys, see, DeVal's way or the highway. I know I'm right. Whatever. Anyway, um, any advice for couples with different culture, um, American and Caribbean? Oh, wow. but this is something we had to deal with yeah. directly um, because there were some, some issues of us not understanding each other's culture on a very serious level. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just throw out the food thing, um, the religion thing, because her her mom and dad celebrate. They are Seventh Day Adventists. So yeah, they, I was raised um, Seventh Day Adventist. So they went to church on Saturday. Uh-huh. I grew up Baptist. We go to church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. For me, those are the easy issues to deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, like we weren't even concerned about that. Some of the issues that we struggled with was the social economic issues that Caribbean and 
American blacks go through and that that little bit of that clash they have not right. understanding <clears throat> each other's history. Yeah, I think there's definitely a little bit of um, contention between uh, American blacks and Caribbean blacks. Absolutely. Um, my parents are, my mom is from Jamaica. My dad is from St. Vincent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that... You know, they might, well, I didn't think, I know that they migrated to New York looking for a better opportunity. Right. You know, that's the thing. You're back home, you have your family. My mom was the oldest of six. She is the oldest of six, I should say. My father um, also, too, is one of the older sons in the family. So they came up here looking for a way to make money so they can send mm-hmm. money back home to send for the kids and bring them up and just looking for more opportunity out here in America. And they came and they worked. Like, right. Both of my parents, right. you know, were pounding the pavement. My mom started with her first job at Burger King, you know, while she was right. going to nursing school. My dad was in the hospital working as a, as a lab tech. Um, so, you know, they definitely both were trying to just find a way right. to make money by any means necessary. And I think a lot of um, West Indians, um, I don't always say Caribbeans, but West Indians definitely come taking any job possible. Right. By any means necessary, being able to make money to support themselves and to advance, and I think, I and I can respect that, right? But but there, the issue comes with Black Americans who've been in, you know, who who you know grown in this country from generations. The issue comes with the lack of respect for the fight that Black Americans had to go through to even get those opportunities Absolutely. for Caribbean Americans to come over here. Right. And and part of the reason why there's an issue is because in our school systems in America, they do not teach Black American history. Right. So I know they're not teaching Black American history in the Caribbeans. Right. So in the Caribbean, in, in the Caribbean or West Indies. So for when, when they come over here and you hear them use terms like Black Americans are lazy because we refuse to take jobs that that we've been doing mm-hmm. in this country for free for years, right. it causes an issue for black Americans because it's like, yo, you're not going to call me lazy when my people fought for the rights that you have now right. in this country. And I think that's where the issue comes. Oh, definitely. Because there's been times when me and her dad have gotten into arguments right. in the home in her home about what black people in, in the Americas are willing to do as opposed to black West Indians. Right. And Realistically, it was just a lack of knowledge on on both parts because there's a lot of black Americans who Mm -hmm. don't understand the struggles Mm -hmm. in Caribbean culture and they just feel like, oh, you live in the Bahamas. It's nice there. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't understand that you're coming from almost a third world country and you're willing to do whatever to get that money to go back. So, And let's be real. We all came from Africa. Right. And we were dispersed throughout right. the West Indies. We were dispersed around, you know, the Americas. So right. we all pretty much have the same struggle. Like, it's, yeah, it's, very, it's, it's the very same similar. root. It's We've the same core. been disenfranchised for hundreds of Absolutely. years. And we're all seeking that, you know, that ability to be able to just provide and thrive in, right. in the world. So it, 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 I will say this. Any advice, make sure that you guys sit down as families and talk about the history of your culture. Right. Be transparent about how you feel, mm-hmm. but make sure someone is willing to educate the other and open to listen so you can learn about the other's culture. I think that was very well said. Yes. Absolutely. Because there's so much beauty in the culture. Yes, there there's is. There's so in much both. beauty between in the both. black American experience. There's beauty with all of the islands yes. um, in the West Indies. So, yes. yeah, embrace that. Embrace that. We should really be supporting each other through it all. So, you know, first of all, we want to thank you guys because this has become like a therapy session for us. So, mm-hmm. if you got any questions, please email it to us to deadassadvice at gmail.com. That's D E A D A S S A D V I C E at gmail.com. Thank you, you guys. We appreciate yes. you. We look forward to those questions. Yes. Definitely. All right. 
the moment of truth. Dun, dun, dun. Suspense. You've always hashtagged your devouch um, truth, devouch truth yes. on your your videos and your pictures yes. and stuff like that. I would say my moment of truth, well, the moment of truth for me today would be: do whatever you want to do in life with whatever you, whoever you want to do it with, and enjoy it. Like, you just mm-hmm. got to enjoy every minute of it. You get one life to live, mm-hmm. and you have to enjoy it. On top of that, you got to learn to listen to the people closest to you and to be able to give and take constructive criticism. Absolutely. Without being offended or feeling insulted or being offensive or mm-hmm. insulting people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like It's a lot it, of bases to cover, but No, but what I'm saying important. is that's, that's the, the moment of truth. If you can learn in all your relationships, not just marriage, mm-hmm. brother, co-worker, you know, friends, if mm-hmm. you can learn how to take constructive criticism and not be insulted or offended and give it without insulting, mm-hmm. your relationships can grow. Because the only way you can grow in a relationship right. and learn is through dialogue. So it's true. That's and my, I think a lot of people, of they, they want the truth, but then can't really digest the truth. So it's hard. I mean, I, I I think people don't want the truth. I think people want to hear what they what they want to hear, and and take it as the truth. <laughs> because then they get offended if it's not right. 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 Oh, okay. So. Gotcha. Well, I mean, that takes me to my moment of truth. I think um, thinking about everything we spoke about today, I think about how much transparency can get you a long way, um, and in those relationships. So, like you and I being very transparent, or just me learning to be more transparent, like with my my family and my parents and stuff, because transparency was something that was not really encouraged in my household. It was like you know, you don't talk your business, right. you don't talk about things, they kind of blow over on their own, which they never do, they tend to fester. So transparency gets you a long way. I mean, it's not just transparency transparency with your significant other or your family or friends, but being transparent with yourself. Like a lot of uh, self-reflection uh, here today. Uh, you know, what's, yes. what's, what's going on in Kadeen's life that she needs to, to right. fix? You know what I mean? Kadeen, fix your life. You don't need Ianla. Um, but, you know, <laughs> no, but it helps to have someone who really cares about you in the process. You know what I mean? And someone who's an, as invested in your goals, if not more, to help you along that way. Right. You know, um, and yeah, stop caring what people think so much. I think a lot of the oh, reason why we're able to yes. be in the position that we're in now, having had the social media sitcom or having the social media presence, is because we ultimately are doing what we want to do. And we haven't cared about what people said about us since we were 18. Yep. Because the time we got together when I was a freshman in college, all we kept hearing was, y'all ain't gonna last. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got a girlfriend coming into college? We'll see how that goes. Yep. Oh, you got a girlfriend going into the NFL? Oh, we'll mm-hmm. see how that goes. Oh, you and your wife doing social media, that ain't going to last. Mm-hmm. Like, th- that's why I said, do what you want with the people in your life and yeah. enjoy it. And do not listen to nobody else. I mean, because if we did listen to everybody else, we probably wouldn't be here in this space that they talking to y'all. Deadass. Deadass. All right, guys, be sure to follow us on social media. I am Deval. And that's Kadeen I am for me. K-H-A-D-E-N-I-A-M. Not Kadenium, but I mean, hey, I'll take it either way. <laughs> and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and, and subscribe. subscribe. And spread the love. It's the Brooklyn way. Baby, baby. It's New York way. It's Kadeen and Deval's way. Dead ass. <laughs> Deadass is a production of Stitcher. It's produced by T-Square, Stephanie Kariuki, and Denora Pena. Our executive producer is Chris Bannon, and we'd like to give a special thanks to our recording engineer, Jared O'Connell, our sound designer, Brendan Burns, and studio manager, Ashley Warren. <laughs>